The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Alright guys, how's it going? It's Vlad Harris here with the Panther Ranch Podcast. Happy Friday to you guys. My voice is quivering because I'm hitting all these freaking uh, bad, bad struts of roads with potholes and whatnot. So, uh, you know. Anyways, guys, it's another pit football weekend. We're back. Saturday, Pitt takes on Duke in a big ACC showdown because Virginia Tech lost last night. So, Pitt wins. They're obviously in a tie for first. But the uh, technicality is Virginia hasn't really had a bye week yet. So, if they win, they'll be 4-1 in the ACC. Coastal. So, Pitt will be tied for second still. Or, they'll be, they'll be like a half game out of first place. So, this is huge for them. Obviously, huge for Duke, too, because they're still in it technically. But, uh, yeah, this is for all the marbles. And to keep uh, moving on. For Pitt, though, Duke, Duke wins, obviously. They're, they, they're going to clinch on our bowl season. Good for them. Pitt goes to 4-4. Four and four. and um, the hope for a bowl game moves on. But like I said, as I said in the earlier podcast this week, their manga schedule on paper for Pitt isn't really that impressive. None of these teams really stand out. They're all mediocre. In fact, we're all bad in our own ways. Each team is. They're, they're bad in their own ways. But, uh, like I said, this game obviously is a must-win for Pitt. And pretty much, this is the uh, quote-unquote um, crossroads, as we, as, we, as we should call it. So, Pitt loses their three and five. Unless they can rally the rest of the season, there's not much to talk about. But Pitt obviously definitely needs this win because, you know, the tide obviously rests on this. Actually, the tide rests on pretty much every other game that they play the rest of the year because up until the last game, I mean, what do we take from this from uh, this season to say if they finish 7-5? I don't know what we take from it, to be honest with you. I mean, we see developing defense, sure. Offense, still problematic. I mean, 
we had problems last season with the with the offense. We th- we thought we had them figured out against Miami by that time, and well, we're in game eight and we're still having problems with the offense. I mean, running the ball isn't too bad. It's just throwing the, throwing the ball. So there's just a lot to dissect there. Now, as far as the game goes. Pitt beat this team last year where a lot of people had us losing and it's only because our defense for most of the year wasn't playing all that good and then finally when they, you know, got some things together and was able to, you know offense obviously started to move the ball your defense rests so in this case for Duke you know, Pitt obviously barely won this one but uh, Pitt ran all over them, and Duke's running defense still isn't any better from last year. So Pitt should have a problem uh, pounding the ball. Passing game, I mean, if, 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 here's the thing. If, if Pitt could have the game plan like they had against Notre Dame, or say maybe Kenny Pickett is serviceable, make some throws, I think we'll be fine. The big problem... The big problem with the whole Notre Dame thing is that Pitt moved the ball in the second half. They just couldn't punch it in. And then, of course, they had a uh, kicker who obviously um, decided who decided he wanted to just miss some field goals. After the first bad, I mean, that's the first miss, which was a bad one at that. I would have went for it, especially against Notre Dame. You go in this situation, you go for it because you're heavily you're heavily underdog. You might as well just roll the freaking dice. Maybe the situation is Duke, but maybe not so much because it's Duke. And of course, you know, there's this young quarterback that they're hyping up that he may give Pip problems. And you know, we had this, we've had, we we have this all the time. And um, you know. Ian Book was really hyped up, right? Ian Book was supposed to tear Pitt apart. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is if Pitt gets pressure, which it did, the front four got to Ian Book, disrupted the hell out of him, 